This week's Parsha, Parsha's Pekude, concludes the story of the Exodus. The final chapter in the book of Shamos, the book of Exodus. And I want to discuss the overarching theme of this second book of the Torah. Additionally, today is Rosh Chodesh Adar. It is the first day of the month of Adar, which is the month of Purim, which is coming upon us two weeks from now. And there is a mitzvah to that when the month of Adar begins, to increase in joy. There's a mitzvah to work on being happier. Now, how do we do that? How do we work on being happier? Isn't that just something that happens when you have the right job or the right circumstances in your life or the right spouse or the right medication or the right non-prescription drugs? Right? I mean, listen, it's easy for you to say, be happy. But listen, Rabbi, if you had my life, you wouldn't be happy. I mean, look at all my challenges. And we all have challenges. So how is it that there's a mitzvah to be happy this this month? So what was the goal of the book of Exodus? What's the purpose of this whole story that begins with the slavery of the Jewish people in Egypt? the eventual redemption from slavery in Egypt with the ten plagues, splitting of the sea, and culminating in the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai, and finally leading to this past few parshas, which is the construction of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the temple, which portable temple which accompanied us in the desert and eventually was, was solidified in Jerusalem. The story is a journey of revealing God in the world. Because in Egypt, God was hidden. The Kabbalists explained that in Egypt, the power of expression, self-expression was hidden. And this whole book is really about expression. Because the word names, shamos, as it's called in, in Hebrew, this whole book, name represents your the expression of you, of you in the world. What do I mean by that? According to Kabbalah, God has 10 different names. And what does that mean, God has different names? God is one. So why does he have different names? The answer is the names correspond to the different roles that God plays in our life and in the world, different expressions of the divine in the world. And so too, we also have many names, right? I'm rabbi, father, son, husband, boss, employee. I have lots of different roles in my own life. I have the role of therapist and uh, the role of uh, business owner and fundraiser. We all have lots of different roles that we play. And ultimately, our goal is that those expressions, the jobs that we have, the different roles that we play should all be an expression of who we really are. Of just like God's different roles represent his essence, so too our different roles represent our essence, who we are internally. And so the story is the journey of God expressing himself in the world, culminating with the giving of the Torah and ultimately the building of the sanctuary of the Mishkan, where God's presence is revealed on earth. That's the goal of the Torah, of the, of the temple, that there should be a place where God is more present, even though God is everywhere, a place where we can connect in a deeper way. But nowadays, we don't have a temple. 
So how are we supposed to connect to God without a temple? Where is that place of God's dwelling place in this world? And the answer is, we've mentioned several times the past few weeks, that the goal of a temple, according to many commentaries, was not ideal. It was not an, in, an initial intention to build a temple. Initially, the idea was that every Jew would be a temple, that God would be revealed and dwell in, in every single Jew. And after the sin of a golden calf, it became necessary for there to be a temple. But here we are again in history at a time when there is no temple. There's no centralized location for us to go as Jews and connect. So how are we supposed to do it? The answer is within ourselves, to connect to the divinity that is within each and every one of us. And I mean that to all of you, my brothers and sisters out there, you all have the divine within you. And the more you get in touch with your unique character traits, your unique talents, your unique passions, the more you can shine your light to the world because those things come from your soul. And when you learn how to express your unique self utilizing the vehicle of the Torah to express your true self through connection to the divine without the divine beyond you, that's the ultimate goal of a Jew, is to connect to the divine within to the divine without, to recognize that there's a God within me and there's a God within every single thing, and we're all connected. That's the goal of this world. And that's really the story of Purim. Why are we so happy on Purim? Because in Purim, in the Purim story, there is no mention of God. God is completely hidden in the Purim story. And yet we recognize through the coincidences of our life, through nature, that God was with us all along in every single moment. And that's the greatest joy. The word Adar means Aleph, which is God, the Alufo Shal Olam, the chief of the word, the letter Aleph means chief. It means it stands for the numerical value of one, oneness, dar. The word dar in Hebrew means to dwell, that God dwells. But where is he? He's hidden. Because the word Adar also means a cloak, something that's conceals. God's hidden in the world. And the greatest joy is finding that spirituality that exists inside every experience, but most importantly, within yourself. If you can connect to the spirituality in you, that is the key to true joy in this world. Because then you recognize that your life is not an accident. Every moment of your life, every experience, every tragedy and challenge is there for a purpose. And you're not a coincidence. You were put into this world for a reason to do something that only you can do because the master of the universe handpicked you, your soul and your body, your life experiences, your family, your nature, your nurture was put into this world at this exact moment in history so that you can do something great. That is the source of true joy. And the Talmud tells us that the divine presence, the Shekhinah, does not rest upon someone who's sad or depressed or angry. It only rests upon someone who's happy. So it's it's a catch-22 or it's actually a cycle. The more you breed joy, the more you connect more to the spirituality within you, to the divine within you. And that helps you to become happier. So this, my friends, is the message of Purim and it's the message 
of the book of Exodus is revealing our true selves, revealing our true names, and recognizing that all the roles that we play are really holistically unified. That when you go to work, when you're with your friends, when you're with your significant other, when you're with your kids, when you're taking out the garbage, when you're at synagogue praying, these are all expressions of your soul. And the more you can unify all those experiences into one life purpose of revealing God in the world, the more you can experience joy in everything that you do. I want to wish you all a beautiful month and a beautiful life. Good Shabbos. Thank you for listening.